0: you sing whatever's on your heart and you, you bring the gospel to us and and we'll try our best to pray for you. Thank you. We love you, brother. God bless you. morning, church. Good morning. Are you happy this morning? Say amen. Amen. Glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And I personally, I want to thank your pastor and his wife for giving me a place to stay last night. So I called him yesterday uh in the afternoon so I, was, I was about to leave in ohio so i traveled i think six hours so i thank the lord thank you for the prayers before i sing i want to introduce myself i want to share my uh, testimony this morning and uh, i am jc carlos lumibao i am 25 years old i'm 25 years old and um uh, i'm a missionary from the philippines I am a church planter in the Philippines. And I was born in a Christian family, and I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a preacher's kid. And I grew up in a Sunday school, and always learning about Bible teaching. And my family and I will always go to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening. And you know, for me, that day, that was just a normal routine. Me and my family would always have devotion. Prayer time. Every night. But as I grow. But as I grow. I just found myself not taking it seriously. But even though I grew up in a Christian family. In a Sunday school learning about the Bible. I really don't understand God's word. The gospel of Jesus Christ. To know Him and be saved. For me it was just like a normal book. That make people to be kind to do good things in life. One day, yeah. I thank the Lord one day, I will never, never forget it. It was after junior Sunday school, in our church, in our church, in the Philippines, normal Sunday school. I was with my friends, and a teacher called us to ask for some questions. You know you know what a kid looked like in a Sunday school, right? In the church, like they'll just go around and play you know, hello, <laughs> they'll just pray around. We're just like that in our church. And our teacher uh, called us to ask some questions. And she asked a simple question. She asked me, "When you die, where will you go?" That day I was terrified. I was scared because I was nine, eight, or nine years old. That day I was scared for me to be asked like, "When you die, where will you go?" She said, "She said heaven or hell." That day, that moment, I was gonna say heaven. But I told myself, I have to be honest with myself and I have to be honest with God. I told her when I die, I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven. I don't know. I really don't know. And she opened her Bible to Romans 6.23. Explaining to us that the penalty of our sin is death. And if you die with your sin, we will suffer eternally in hell. She kept on explaining it to us. That God has a gift. God has a gift. It it is the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that day, I decided to accept Him as my Lord and personal Savior. March 4, 2007. I accept Him as my Lord and personal Savior. Admit that I am a sinner. Believe that He died for my sins. I thank the Lord for saving my soul. For making me whole and for giving me salvation so rich and free. That thing is the best decision that I've ever made in my entire life. Amen. And um as I grow in our church, I went to so after high school I went to a college, but before I went to college I really wanna, you know, pursue uh, secular school because i want to be an accountant so at first i was i really feel the calling of being a preacher in my life but you know as a normal young people in our church i wasn't taking the ministry seriously as a preacher's kid you know because those time my perspective was to only you know attend and always make fun with my church mates and I came to the point of my life that I really need to make a decision. Make a decision for my future and to be serious in my life. I really don't know what to do because I want to pursue college in secular school and being the eldest son, I want to help my family, you know, financially, spiritually. I want to be successful and give my family a better life. Because in our country you know our country is a third country. There's a lot of people you know we're one of the first country in the world. but God has a different plan for me. It was a normal service was a normal sur- Sunday morning service again in our church and I remember my pastor was talking about, about about his calling, about his calling in his life to be a preacher, to be a missionary. And I remember as he shared his testimony, he said, That if you follow God's calling in your life, God will take care of everything. God will take care of everything. And it helps me understand God's calling in my life. Because I was worried if I'm going to surrender my life in the work of God, in the ministry, in the Lord, maybe I'm not going to achieve what I want to do in my life. Most of the things that I want to do in my life. But I thank the Lord that day. After that service morning service god gave me the peace god gave me the courage god gave me the joy that i need to follow his calling, his calling. that's my testimony and after that i went to a I, I i graduated in a college in fundamental baptist college for instance in Tarlac city in the philippines i graduated 2018 after that i went to uh uh northwest part of Luzon. Uh I, I was with my uncle to help him in his church. At the same time he has a Christian school so I was a private school teacher back then and at the same time was helping his church and his my pastor, my uncle has his uh assistant in his church. And after that the pandemic came I went to my home church and my and my dad I was helping my dad to start a ministry in one of the villages in the Philippines, in Cabanatuan City. So, after that, last 2020, God gave me an opportunity to be here in your country, to, uh, you know, present my ministry and uh, and to share my burden in the ministry. So, right now, before I sing and preach the Word of God, I want to share my uh, ministry to you. And uh, my ministry is in the it's called the municipality of gobaldon it's in the north it's in the Luzon part of the Philippines so we have Luzon the Visayas and the Mindanao so in the part of Luzon I do have a prayer card if you want to get one I would love for you to get one later it's in the north east part of Luzon and the name of the church is Mountain View Baptist Church Mountain View Baptist Church and the municipality of gobaldon Nueva Ecija, Philippines it has 16 villages and the population right now it has less than 50,000 people as of 2024 50,000 people and there are only two Baptist churches in that area and most of the people there of the religious groups there are Catholic so as of now The pastor there is my grandfather, Domingo Lomibao. So, I would like to present the church, the ministry that God entrusted me started in 2012. It was pioneered by my grandparents. And after 11 years, by the grace of God, we have 5 families, we have 15 children, we have 15 young people, members in our church. And consistently attending our worship services there, back in the Philippines. By the grace of God. The ministries we have right now, we have three children outreaches. We have three children outreaches. We have choir ministry as well. We have Sunday school. We have morning and evening services on Sunday. And of course on Wednesday prayer meeting. And as I present my ministry, God already put a burden in my heart. To take over the church a year ago year ago but I asked my grandfather if I'm gonna be doing the right thing you know to be here and do deputation to present the ministry because my heart is already prepared to be there in that church so I really want to help my grandparents and help the church so we're kind of having a transition in the church so I asked my grandfather if I'm gonna do the right thing and he said If God wants you to do it, you need to do it. That's what He told me. My heart and my mind was already ready to prepare to take over the church, but I know I need to follow God's will. You know, my uh, grandmother is uh, 77 years old, and my grandfather right now is 78. But if you know, if you are in my country and you're, if you're Filipino and you're in that age in our country. You know you're gonna you're getting weaker because uh you know the the desire the desire the determination of my grandparents in their passion in the ministry is always my inspiration you know get, being in that age and having you know the fire the desire to serve the Lord, is really it really inspires me. Inspires me. And it, it is one of the things that kept me going here in, in America. You know, I've been here in America one year and four months. I'll be going home in August in my country. You know, being away with my family and with the church and with all my family, it's, it's, really, it's really tough for me. It's really tough for me. But it's one thing that kept me going here you know seeing my family serve the lord with all their gladness you know considering their age and health condition my grandfather will retire as the head of the pastor of the church and i will be taking over the church as soon as i get there and they will be moving to my hometown to do their monthly checkups they will be traveling 90 miles away from the church so it would really hard for them to travel that every weekend to go back to the church and to the hometown so they decided to move to our hometown to you know just focus on their health but you know most of the religious group and churches in our village there are catholic my mission board independent baptist missions for asians there are only two baptist churches in that town in that village And one of them is Mountain View Baptist Church. The heart of the Filipinos, the people there in that place, I really believe that they are soft-hearted when it comes to the gospel and the word of God. I still believe that the gospel of Jesus will be spread in that place, in every village, through evangelism and discipleship. I really believe that God called me in that place because... I've always been in that place, a lot of times. And when I saw the people there, a lot of farmers, a lot, a lot of people there are getting busy, busy and busier. But I still believe that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ will spread in that place and they will believe and they will be saved. In, in the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 29, it says, Where there is no vision... The people perish. There is no vision. The people perish. As I have told you a while ago. It has 16 villages. And you know. And we know. That being a pastor. A missionary. A church planter. Is not an easy job. But I believe the vision. That God gave me. Or God gave us as a church. In 2050. There will be five churches. That will be added in that place. By God's grace, of course, and with the help of the people in our church. And you know, before I became a missionary, we went to a school, a missionary schooling, and they're trying to help us on how we can go to our deputation and to try to raise our support. So I really pray to God the the amount of I'm gonna be raising. The amount I'm gonna be raising as I raise my support into our ministry. And I prayed to the Lord for a week or maybe two weeks and this is the amount that I'm raising right now and in terms of churches I'm at 50% but it, in terms of financial help I still haven't able to uh, reach my goal as of now uh, right now I am raising a thousand dollars a month and I'm praying for 10 churches to support me and willing to commit Hundred dollars a month, and I'm praying for individuals, partners in the ministry, to willing to commit. I'm praying for individuals to to support me ten dollars a month. Praying for ten families or ten individuals that could, you know, commit to the Lord ten dollars a month. And any amount will be helpful. Every penny will be used for the furtherance of the gospel in the municipality of Gabaldon, Philippines, especially in every ministry we have in Mountain View Baptist Church in the Philippines. And I want to thank you all for uh, letting me presenting my ministry. You know, being here, it's a blessing to be here to be with you all, but to share my testimony in the ministry that God entrusted me, it's really a blessing. I hope and I pray that you will pray for me, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially and I thank you and uh right now I'm going to be singing I want to be a blessing to as well through singing and after that uh I'll be sharing the word of God As I look back on this road I travel, I see so many times He's carried me through. And if there's one thing that I learned in my life, my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true, and everything He has said He will do,
1: and every
0: morning His mercies are new, Is my Redeemer is faithful and My heart rejoices when I read the promise. There is a place that I'm preparing for you. I know someday I'll see the Lord face to face, Cause my Redeemer is faithful and true my redeemer is faithful and true and everything he has said he will do and every morning his mercy is on you and my redeemer is faithful and true and in He has put His love for me When I lack the understanding He gives more grace to me My Redeemer is faithful and true And everything He has said He will do And every is on you My Redeemer is faithful and true Thank you for uh, listening. And uh, right now we're going to be studying the Word of God. And I'm kind of worried about the time we have right now. Uh, Pastor, do I still have a <laughs> Don't worry, I won't keep you, you long. You follow the spirit of the yes Lord, and yes, we'll be here, Thank you Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for letting me know. May I invite everyone to please stand with me as we read the word of God and please open your Bibles in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter three, verse one up to verse four. And the Bible says if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Verse two, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Three, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Let us all pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. It is a great blessing to be here with your children, your people right now. And I pray as we study your word, may you give us knowledge and wisdom. May we worship you in spirit and in truth. Help me, Lord, as we as I preach your word. Help us today. This is all I pray in Christ's name. Amen. And amen. Thank you. You may now be seated. This morning, I will... I will Love for us to encourage us that the joy that overcomes everything. The joy that overcomes everything. I just want to say this morning that our God is still unchangeable. Amen? Amen. Our God is still unchangeable. Our God has been always good and faithful. You know there wasn't a day that He didn't provide all our needs. You know for some of us a year ago it's a year of struggle or problems or full of obstacles but there wasn't a time that god turned his back on us you know if there's something that we can praise god for god never failed us he is always there he's always there he always gives the strength that we need He always gives the joy that we need as a Christian. Can you imagine, you know, a year and yet we're still here by the grace of God. By the grace of God, we're still here. When I was studying these verses, I asked myself, do I still have the joy? Do I still have the purpose? Do I still have the desire that God gave me since day one? Since day one, and I want to ask you the same question this morning. Do you still have it? Do you still have it? The joy that overcomes sadness, the fear, the emptiness. You know, I still remember when I was uh, young. I still I'm still young. When I was a kid, my mom, my mom and dad always used to tell me story when I was a baby. You know that they would carry me. When I'm crying, they will give me uh, milk, you know, to feed me. And as they, as they, uh, as they tell me that story, it's not just they, really happy, but it is. As they try to tell me the story, I can see the joy, you know, The, the expressions that they gave me. It really, it's not that, it's not that just they're happy, but, there's the there's joy in their heart. There's no joy. But you know, I can say this morning that if there's one thing that you can thank God for, we have a lot of young people here, is thank God for your parents. Thank God for your family. I still remember the life of Job. If you, if you remember Job. In the scripture, it clearly says there that Job is a blessed man. He's a blessed man. The scripture says he's an upright man in front of God. He has everything that he has family, resources. He's a man of God's, a man of faith. But in Job chapter 5, verse 6 11, 6 through 11 says, All the affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither the trouble spring out of the ground. Verse 7 yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward and in verse eight in verse eight you know before i read the verse eight right now if i could have what job had in those days i would be really glad right Mm -hmm. if you have family if you have all the resources i would be really glad but we 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 knew what would happen you know god allowed satan to touch all the things that Job has, but not Job. He took everything, right? But if I have it right now and I would lose it, I'm not going to be really good. I'm going to be sad. I won't have the joy, like, humanly speaking. But in verse 8 it says here, Job said, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause? When, Job, when God blessed Job, Job has that joy. But when he loses everything, he still has it. He still managed to seek God. You know, in order for us to really have joy in life, we need God in our life. We need God in our life. It is the same joy when his family was complete, when his resources were not yet taken by the devil, when his own body were not yet destroyed by disease. He still has that joy in his life. No matter no matter how hard it is we live here on earth, no matter how many problems you know, or circumstances that we have in life, I pray that you will still have that joy that God gave you. You know, there are a lot of things we we'll lose. We did a lot of mistakes. But I encourage you this morning, do not look on those things. Just look at the goodness of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because I believe our joy comes from the Lord. Amen. When you feel like waiting, giving up, you're scared, and that no one is there for you, never lose your joy, never lose your hope and joy in James chapter 1 verse 2 it says my brethren count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations it's hard to find joy when you're experiencing difficulties in life but I will tell you I will tell you my friends God is always there for you and he will never leave you that's the joy that we can, you know, that help us puts us through in life I believe that joy is from within in our hearts. And I would like to encourage you this morning on how we can really have the true joy in our life. The joy that overcomes everything. In verse number 1, Colossians 3 verse 1, it says, Paul says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Paul warned the believers here in Colossians no, that there was a heresies and there, were, there are bad opinions. Like there was worshipping angels while they were yet say, already saved. So there are people are trying to distract the believers here in Colossians. But Paul says, seek those things which are above. In the Bible, when it says seek, we need to find. We need to find. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, it says there, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek, the word, seek. Here Paul is giving the Colossians and asks as well a direction so we may not be frustrated in our Christian journey. First of all, starts in the first verse saying, If ye then be risen with Christ. So Paul is trying to say to those believers, are you really saved? Yeah. So if you're trying to say that you are in Christ, like, if, like in us this morning, are you saved? Say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. If ye then be risen with Christ, if we claim to rise with the new life with Christ, we are to seek those things which are above. These things that are above our heavenly pleasures, heavenly thinking and godly wisdom the love the everlasting peace the comfort and the joy that comes from the lord in order for us to have joy and true happiness we need to look for the things which are above we need to seek those things which are above i know you know we've been all busy or with with our jobs and we try to do all things, you know. We try to be busy with all the things that we need to do. I hope and I pray that this year, 2024, is another year for us to do more things for Him. And do things for His glory. Amen. We will be more fruitful, more engaged in our church, and be fruitful to the Lord. And as, I, as we look to ourselves and to others, I hope and I pray that our mind and heart And our soul will be full of Christ. It says in the Bible, I remember, that your joy may be full. And our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. May we always set our eyes on our Lord Jesus Christ. As we look to our friends, as we find new friends, I pray that our friends will pray, encourage, and our family as well, that can bring us joy in our lives I believe that if there's one thing that we can thank God for is our family so that, that's number one you know seek those things which are above if Jesus is not the center of the family it's just a house not the home it's not just a. it's not a house it's not a home it's just a house I pray that our family can bring us joy and encourage other people as well you know my dad is a pastor and he's been a preacher for a long time but he's a pastor and I really thank God I thank the Lord for the life of my father because you know in our country if you're being if you're gonna be a pastor you're it's not really a job you know we don't have a like a support or a salary the church is just giving us an allowance but you know my dad He is faithful to the Lord and he takes care of us I thank God for his life I thank God that he allowed my dad to never lose his joy in serving him and number two in verse number two set your affection on things about not on things on the earth. When it says here. Set your affection. When we say set. It talks about focus. Set your affection. Set your love. Set your desire. Set your will. Set all your minds. On things above. In Deuteronomy 6, five, And thou shalt love. The Lord thy God. With all thine heart. With all thy soul. And with all thy mind. If we want to set. If we want to focus. Our eyes on the Lord. Our hearts and minds. Our soul. our All of us here. Must be focused on the Lord. And we will never lose our joy. In this life. We need to set. Our hearts and minds. If we don't. We will fail. Because I believe. Because sadness. Disappointments frustrations begins with affections and for us to understand this i believe that in relationship the relationship between a husband and wife affection is really important right i still remember when my dad used to wake up in the morning with my mom and he'll say hello darling good morning it's kind of affection right here's your coffee darling because if my dad will not do that, no. He's going to be sleeping outside the house. <laughs> you know? Because this, it, affection is really important in relationships. And it's the same thing with God. We need affection. You know? And we need to set our affection on things above. Because if we will not do that, we'll, you know, we're just going to be tired of this life, we're going to be frustrated, we're going to be you know, when problem comes we're, we're just you know, trying to rely on ourselves on our own, our own abilities but if you let Jesus take care of your afflictions let Jesus the frustrations we have will bring focus to Him will make our faith increase in Him and will make us have faith we must focus on the things that gives us joy for us we look on jesus christ let us set our affection on what christ did on that cross right behold his arms are stretched out we can see the passion of our savior and there isn't any doubt that there is power Beauty and majesty. And we can say for sure that God. There is a God. Because we can see. His mighty love. When we look to that cross. Amen. Are you glad? Are you saved? Amen. Amen. I hope and I pray. That as we look on eternal things. Our service for the Lord is eternal. Right now we are worshipping. We are serving the Lord. And when we go up there in heaven. We are still going to worship Him. You're still going to worship Him. Don't focus on material things. You know why? It won't last. Heaven and earth shall pass away. All the things that you can see here will pass away. There's nothing eternal in here. If you want to look on eternal things, look up there. Our soul, our salvation in Philippians 2.12, work out on your salvation. That's why we need worship that's why we need Sunday school. That's why we need evangelism. That's why we need discipleship in every church. That is why worship is always important in every believers. I believe one of the reasons why a Christian is experiencing the lack of joy is because they don't share and study the Word of God. Because this world will give, this world will give us the joy that we need. The encouragement that we need. Sharing the good news will bring joy to the people and for us individually. In Mark eight thirty six it says, For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? It's a sad thing nowadays, and it's the same struggle in our country people are trying to you know they're they're trying to think that money is more important over so they're getting busy and busy and busy with that you know a lot of our young people in our country they're trying to you know uh, take care of their mental health but I believe the most important thing In a Christian or individual, as a person, is spiritual. Spiritual health. Spiritual health. What's the most important? Money or soul? Soul. Soul. The soul. The nature of a man is pleasure, position, fame, money, and glory. That's the nature of a man. People are trying to defend their happiness on these things. That's the sad thing. But let me say this. We can only find true joy if we are in the will of God and doing His will in our lives. We can only find true joy if we are in the will of God. We can never find it on material things. We can only find it in Jesus Christ. We can only find it in Jesus Christ. Instead of focusing on our nature, Focus on God's nature. Focus on God's nature. And lastly, in verse 3, it says here, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ. The word hid there. So we see in the previous verses that Paul is trying to encourage them that if you are risen with Christ, and you're saved, and you're right now your life is hid with Christ, You don't need to worry or to believe on those things that that are not true. Paul is trying to say that if you have Christ in your life, you are secure. Mm -hmm. You are in the right place. You are in the right place. And the source of our joy is Christ. The source of our joy is Christ. If you have Christ in your life, you have all the joy that you need. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despite the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Your joy will depend on your faith. I want to ask each and every one of us this morning, how is your faith? Because your joy will depend on your faith. Trusting our own self, old self, will bring sadness and disappointment. If we try to rely on ourselves, our own strength, we're just going to be frustrated in this life. But let me say this. If you have Jesus in your life, you're living. You're just existing. God doesn't want you to just exist in this world. But He wants you to live. So if you are in Christ, if you accept Him as your Lord and personal Savior, you're going to enjoy this life here with Him. And as I conclude, if you know David, King David, one of the greatest King that ever lived, or greatest king that ever Israel had, King David, one time he made a mistake, he disobeyed God, you know what happened to him? He loses joy for a long time, and he didn't like it. We can see that in the scripture. That's a picture of a Christian that disobeyed God's word. But I thank the Lord for this verse in Psalm 51:12. Yes, sir. Restore unto me what the joy of Thy salvation and uphold me with Thy free spirit. Do you still remember how God saved you? Do you still remember? So if you ever feel discouraged, or if you have having a bad day, just remember how God saved you. And pray that God will restore that joy in order for us to continue in this life. The joy that overcomes everything in our life. Trusting and putting your faith in our in our Lord and Savior Jesus is the best decision you've ever made. Why? Because the greatest joy that we could have is when we put our faith in Him. That is the greatest joy that we could ever have. It's nothing compared on having a big house or a big car or having a a lot of finances in our bank accounts. No, it's nothing to compare with that. Nothing to compare. The greatest joy that we could have is when we put our faith in Him. If you have Jesus in your life, you have everything. If we could expel out the word joy, three letters, J-O-Y. I remember when I was in my church Sunday school, I was little. We always sang, J-O-Y. Down in my heart. Deep down deep in my heart, right? If we could spell out that J-O-Y, J stands for Jesus. O over. Why, you. Jesus over you. That's the message that I want to share with you this morning. And um, Paul trying to tell the believers that. You know, joy. The source of our joy is only Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing more. And I hope and I pray that your church, you know, will be a blessing to others. You have a great pastor here. You have a. I I remember my dad's church when I came here. It's a you know it's really a blessing to be here. It's a blessing. So please pray for me as I. Present my ministry to all others, and thank you for the privilege to share the word of God and to be here with you all, Pastor. Thank you very much. And uh, I do have my prayer cards. If you have, Pastor, appreciate Thanks, that. Sir. Sure do. Yes, thank the Lord. I appreciate this, brother.